Wait, what? So this happened. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast Hell is Not the End, although it feels like just the beginning sometimes. Is anything really the end, though? This podcast is meant to explore the limitless possibilities of one's own soul. Why do people do bad things? Why are there countless happenings beyond understanding? Why, when we are cautioned not to do something, do we just do it anyway? The definition of curiosity, a strong desire to know or learn something. There you have it. I will curiously explore why. Hell is not the end. Salvatore Minio Jr. was born on January 10th in 1939 in the Bronx, New York. Sal was born to Josephine and Salvatore Minio Sr., who were coffin makers. Sal was of Sicilian descent. His father was born in Italy, and his mother, born in the United States, came from Italian origin. Sal's sister was also an actress, along with both brothers being actors as well. He attended the Quintaro School for Young Professionals. Sal's mother, Josephine, enrolled him in dancing and acting school at a very early age. In 1951, Sal appears at his very first stage appearance in the play The Rose Tattoo by Tennessee Williams. In 1952, Sal would appear opposite Yul Brynner as the young prince in the stage musical The King and I. Brynner seemed to take Sal under his wing and try to help him better himself as an actor. On May 8, 1954, Minio portrayed the page, lip-syncing to the voice of mezzo-soprano Carol Jones. In the NBC Opera Theater's production of Richard Strauss's Salome, in English translation, set to Oscar Wilde's play, in Kirk Browning's production, Elaine Malbin, a prolific international singer, had the title role. Peter Herman Alder conducted the production. As a teenager, Sal appears on ABC's musical quiz program, Jukebox Jury. Sal would also go on to appear on several television spots up until his film debut in 1955. He appears in Six Bridges to Cross, a film by Joseph Pevney, incidentally beating Clint Eastwood out for the role. Also in 1955, he would also appear in The Private War of Major Benson, playing a cadet colonel opposite the great Charlton Heston. On October 27, 1955, Sal would appear in his breakout role appearing as John Plato Crawford, playing the part of a sensitive, sullen teenager in Rebel Without a Cause. Playing alongside James Dean and Natalie Wood, Sal's performance earned him an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor, making him one of the youngest nominees in that category. Sal's biographer would later recount that he received thousands of fan letters following the movie, was mobbed at public appearances, and would state that Sal often dated the most beautiful women in Hollywood and New York City. On November 24, 1956, the movie Giant is released. Sal plays Angel Obregon II, a Mexican boy killed in World War II. Although both of the roles would be significant to his career, it would also set the scene for Sal to be typecasted as a sensitive, sullen, or troubled teen. In 1958, Sal appears in the Disney adventure Tonka. He plays a young Sioux named White Bull who domesticates a clear-eyed, spirited white horse named Tonka who becomes the famous Comanche, the lone survivor of the Custer's last stand. By the late 1950s, Sal becomes a major celebrity. He was sometimes referred to as the Switchblade Kid, 
a nickname he earned for his portrayal in the 1956 movie Crime in the Streets, where he played a criminal. In 1957, Sal makes an album containing a handful of pop songs. Two of his singles reached the top 40 in the United States, Billboard Hot 100. Start Moving in My Direction, the more popular of the two top 40 songs, made it to number 9 on Billboard's pop chart. The song sold over 1 million copies and was awarded a gold disc. On June 30, 1957, Sal appears as a celebrity guest challenger in an episode of What's My Line?, in 1959, he portrays drummer Gene Krupa in the Gene Krupa story. In 1960, Sal will do his best to stop the typecasting cycle. In addition to playing a Mexican boy in Giant and a young Sue in Tonka, Sal will play a Jewish Holocaust survivor in Exodus in 1960. For his performance in Exodus, he will earn Golden Globe, as well as earn his second Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor. In the early 1960s, Sal was getting older and could no longer star in the kind of roles that made him famous. Also, his sexuality was being put into question. Rumors that his sexual orientation made Dean too inappropriate for any leading roles. He auditioned for David Lean's 1962 Lawrence of Arabia and was not hired. The longest day in 1962, playing a private killed by a German, Sal was taken aback at all of his sudden loss of popularity. He contemplated how at a time in his life he had so many offers that he couldn't handle it, and then before he knew it, he felt as though he was no longer needed or wanted. In 1963, Sal becomes a model for Harold Stevenson's painting, The New Adam. His painting is permanently on display in the Guggenheim Museum collection. In 1964, he appears in season two of the Patty Duke show, Patty Meets a Celebrity. In 1965, he appears as a stalker in the thriller film Who Killed Teddy Bear? Although praised by critics, Sal found himself typecasted again, and again finding himself in a troubled role as a deranged criminal. Also in 1965, there is a high point. Sal will portray Uriah in The Greatest Story Ever Told. In 1966, Sal would appear in the television series Combat, playing the role of a G.I. wanted for murder. In 1971, Sal would appear in his last motion picture. It was a small part in Escape from the Planet of the Apes. He played Dr. Milo, a chimpanzee. It was the third installment of five films focused on a world where humans and intelligent apes fought for control. In 1972, Sal would stage direct an opera by Giancarlo Minotti, The Medium, in Detroit, Michigan. It was an hour-long two-act drama surrounding a nightly seance. He would portray a mute servant boy named Toby. In 1975, he would appear in a Columbo episode as well as an episode in Hawaii Five-O. One of his last television guest roles was on SWAT, where he portrayed a cult-style leader similar to Charles Manson. In 1976, Sal's career seemed to be turning around. He was currently starring on the stage in P.S. Your Cat is Dead in San Francisco. Receiving overwhelming positive reviews and publicity, Sal moves to Los Angeles along with the play. In 1960, Sal meets English-born actress Jane Haworth on the set of Exodus, where the couple portray young lovers. Sal and Jill end up being on and off together for many years, even being engaged to be married at one point. 
Jill called off their engagement after she caught him cheating on her. Although marriage was not in their future, they always remained very close friends, up until Sal's death. Because of their speculation of his sexuality, Sal and Jill's relationship was put into question. But people that were close to the couple have no doubt how genuine their relationship really was. On the night of February 12th, 1976, Sal was returning to his home after rehearsal from his current play, P.S. Your Cat is Dead. After parking his car in the carport below his apartment in West Hollywood, Sal was stabbed in the heart by a supposed mugger who quickly flees the scene after the stabbing. Although police pursued many leads, the assumption was that Sal's murder was a homophobic crime. Enter the Conspiracy Corner. In 1979, a man was sentenced to 57 years for the murder of Salminio and 10 robberies committed at the same time. Although the murderer claimed that he had no idea who Sal was and there was nothing homophobic in his motivation to commit this murder, he would later be overheard by corrections officers that he knew exactly who Sal was and that he didn't exactly approve of his speculated lifestyle. Wow. So, it seems that if you don't agree with it, you're allowed to kill it and stop it? Whatevers. My hope is that no one has to live in fear, ever. As always, I will never give up and read the signs. Special thanks to all the reading materials I can get my hands on, internet mostly, thanks to wikipedia.org. Thanks so much for listening. I am Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast, Hell is Not the End. <laughs>